1: All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 71. Derek, your, uh, your basement's I'm looking bigger every time.
2: It is, it is. It's, it's, I tell you, I'm dying to fill it up with stuff, but I'm trying <laughs> to be a little bit of restraint. I The other night I was down here, it was funny, um, my uh, little tenant was home, so I had to be quiet. So I just sat here and just stared at everything. And it's funny. I start saying, you know what? If I put this here and I put this here, and I start to fill it up too much, so I kind of be like, eh, I don't know if I do that. But it, you know, I was thinking I could um, where my laser is, you guys can't see it. Mm-hmm. The people listening can't. But I was thinking I might put my welding table over there, and then I could fit the fume extractor right beside it, because oh. I was concerned about the fume extractor. But I don't know if I want it over there because then I got to move stuff elsewhere and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I just, um, I was going to actually move some stuff tonight around because even though it's not ready to, like, have the walls put up, I can still move some stuff in that area. But uh, it's just so nice having the space and just visually it looks so much better. I, once the wood's off the ceiling, that's when I'll be real happy, though you know?
1: Yeah. Have you know. gone back to the storage unit since your first move-in
2: day? Well, well, it's funny. Yeah, I had to. So my daughter was out at school and she, well, she got an apartment out of school, but she can't move into it in the fall. Well, until next season, next year or whatever. So you had to put in for it early. Oh, so in law Yeah, so my mother-in-law got new furniture and her other couches were like six months old. She didn't like them. So we took them and I was like, oh, I'll put them in the storage thing like they wouldn't fit. So as soon as you opened up the storage thing, there was two couches ah. standing up. So I got them out of there the other day. So I have the room now, but I got to go over there. I want to um, like make a bag with some basic tools and stuff. Like I needed a paintbrush, like a real paintbrush. I don't have any paintbrushes over here. I want to have, like, some basic plumbing tools over here. God forbid a pipe broke or something like that. Or your, like, I got or, rid or your of your water everything. heater
1: explodes like mine. Did. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like I got rid of everything. And, yeah. um, you know, I just want to have some stuff here, some electrical stuff, a little bit of plumbing stuff, you know, some plastic, like, for painting and stuff like that. Just uh, some basic stuff. So I'll make a couple canvas bags and, you know, bring some stuff home. But... It's nice having everything gone, you know. I just, oh, it just—it's nice. Yeah. It's a huge—it's you know, so. a
1: huge difference. I mean, it's—it's it's, you can even see it like in your stories when you post, like you tell yeah. that you got more room yeah. to move around, which is. It's,
2: yeah, it's it not,
1: makes a difference.
2: Yeah, it's nice, and I was always kind of embarrassed to show it just because it was so cluttered. You know, there's mm-hmm. so much stuff there, but I'm uh, trying to. You know, I spent the other night I was cleaning off my workbench, mm-hmm. and I threw out a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff that. I normally wouldn't throw out, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to use this stuff. It's no good. I brought in a bunch of um, – it's funny. this uh, it, my the, the pizza parlor, we have, like, two different pop- departments, the, the large pizzas and the small pizzas on the, the other side. The personal pies and yeah. full size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got stuck with the small pies the other day, and there was a guy that I never knew that flipped pizzas over there. But I was talking with him, and he says, oh, I, I noticed you um, – you, you um, friends with that guy, Jimmy Duresta? I go, someone said you're friends with like, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. Jimmy had called me as I was talking about him. But um, anyways, the kid's like, oh, I do a little bit of woodwork and stuff. He's like, I'm into hand tools and stuff like that. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, I collect old wooden hand planes. So I was like, oh. I says, I happen to have about five or six you can have, you know. He's like, oh, no, I'll buy them off. I says, no, no, you, you can have them. I says, I don't even know where I got them or whatever. But I was like, stuff like that. I like to hang on to, like, I'm never going to use that. Like, I will never use, like, a a molding plane. Like, it just, it's not my thing, you know. I don't even know how to use one properly. You're not
3: going to hand-make your own molding? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And it's it's crazy, because I was just at um, somebody's shop. I uh, made a sign for somebody, uh, Brian uh, Alcorn, Alcorn Woodworking, and and, uh, does some beautiful stuff. And he has a small prefab barn in his uh, backyard, and he has a nice little shop. It's beautiful. But he does a lot of really cool stuff, like with veneering and making his own, um, like, um, what do they call it? like pinstriping for veneering and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah, like
1: the, the line work.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just some really, you know, intricate stuff, and he, uh, had a lot of cool tools and stuff. He had a, a nice joint. It was like 12 inches wide. Like, I think it was an old Oliver or something. It was nice. But, um, but, yeah, just, um, he just he, – he's the type of guy that would use that type of stuff. But that's not my cup of tea. Yeah, like, like
1: Andy Klein posted a video this morning of, like, planing a piece of Bacotti. Did you see that? He no, has, like, no. you know, like the woodworking bench with, like, the, the side vise and then, like, the leg support. Yeah, and He puts this yeah. piece of wood in it, and he's, he's got his plane. And all I'm just thinking is, like, like is the po- – like – and I'm sure he's doing it for a reason – but every time I see a video of one of these guys, like, planting a piece of wood, I'm always like, other than filming it and doing it because you just sharpened your plane and you want to make sure that it's sharp, yeah. why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I just, yeah. I, I mean, I've been, I've done uh, many stages of carpentry from framing to finish carpentry to fine work where like I'm building something that has to be 100% perfect like when I made my dad's urn like that was yeah. like a fine piece of woodworking that I've done and I've never yeah. once been like I gotta get this board. I gotta, I gotta get my my yeah. number seven plane. I got because yeah. if I do and I go to do it, it winds up with like a little twist. What do they call those shit. sticks?
3: Those the sticks that you put on to make sure the board isn't like twisted? Oh, winding um, sticks or something. Oh, like yeah. Winding sticks. Yeah. yeah. Put yeah. that
1: shit right on the helical on the helical knife joiner, yeah. Zip yeah. it right by, and that it, yeah. it's perfectly square. I mean, like I just, you know, I and I get yeah. it. Maybe if you're doing like I used to know a guy who did did uh, yeah. period accurate restorations of furniture that's yeah. all he did and in yeah. that case yes you have to have the molding planes because the molding yeah. plane is gonna match the profile of that you mm. know yeah. light, tiny like <laughs> you know 8th century French thing yeah but for like most people and whatever else uh, like we're doing I just I, I
3: don't yeah, know Yeah, you're not going to use the uh, hand plane on, epo- on the epoxy river tables
1: no, you know yeah, what? The yeah. only time you'll use the hand plane is when you're aggressively chipping off your lumps yeah, of epoxy on the yeah. top, which I've done and I've just like butchered a hand plane blade. Like using it like a fucking chisel. Like just trying to like bash epoxy off of a slab. You know? <laughs> but I mean whatever. I, I everybody's got their thing. It's just it's not yeah. mine. You know, can't do it. I just can't do it. But anyway, Paul, what have you been up to?
3: Um doing some work on my car just working on new jobs yeah the truck i've been sandblasting for the past couple days
1: how's Um, that going how's your booth that you built the booth
3: works really well actually it contains like all of the dust and all of the sand i just recycle it you know i vacuum it all up and put it back in the blaster do you Um, find
1: it's less of do you find it's less does it work any different once it's been used once and then used again? Because it's Louis, got paint now mixed in it probably, right?
3: Yeah, it has also just probably lead paint mixed in it now. Um, but, Louie went up to pick it up at the sandblasting place that he has used in the past. Um, and he knows the guys over there, and they said you could use it like 10 or 15 times. Like, because it's aluminum oxide. I guess if it's like different stuff, like glass beads, like you can't really reuse again, or maybe you could use them like once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. depends I'd, on the material.
1: Yeah, I um, would think aluminum oxide would be pretty versatile to reuse.
3: I think it gets broken up and finer the more you use it, but I've only recycled it maybe once or twice. You know, because I how, got... how
2: much do you use? Like, I know it's hard to tell, but like, say you were sandblasting for an hour, you probably use like a hundred pounds. Like, really? Oh, so what's that? Like two bags? Yeah, it's two it's like bags. I bought four bags. It, it, how much is a bag? I like, I don't even know because he went. Is to it like two up. bucks a bag or is no, it like fifty like like bucks a bucks bag? Or 40 yeah. Bucks a it's, bag. So it's not. So it's not super cheap. No, I think $100. from Eastwood they
3: were like one bag I bought for my little one, like the tabletop one, was yeah. like fifty. But I'm sure this place was cheaper because it's like a wholesale. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Supply. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what it could, what it costs. Um, but I know it wasn't it's funny. You mentioned
2: that because I was thinking of getting a small cabinet and putting that in there too. You should, That's but it's going to make really a mess. Like...
3: What I learned was, yeah. if you don't have, I, I guess the reason why like real sandblasting cabinets are so expensive is because they have the whole cyclone like system and it takes all the dust. Because when you're blasting, you're adding mm-hmm. such a large volume of air to a sealed cabinet that it just pushes dust out of every crack, even like yeah, you have yeah, gaskets, yeah. like. Yeah. Like this little eastwood yeah, one it's got to
2: go somewhere
3: it's yeah i i use this eastwood one and even with a vacuum like hooked up to the back like just sucking air out of it and sucking the dust out like the table will be full of like media because it just comes out of all the cracks and just dumps onto the table like it, it's they're yeah. not good but for a couple hundred bucks that's you know you get what you pay for you don't yeah. want to spend four grand five grand on a professional one for your house if you're going to use it once every couple months you know
1: yeah, the one I have, uh, it's a little Dayton one. It's, like, tiny, but it came with the Cyclone. Yeah. Like, um, and it's not that big of a system. I mean, if you have a small enough blaster, you can get away with a shop vac for sure, like a good size, like, rigid vacuum just yeah. to evacuate some of the extra air. But um, it, it definitely makes a difference to have some, some air there. But I was going to say, it's like when I buy Garnet for the water jet, right, like, I can get it by the pallet, and it's, you know— exponentially cheaper than just buying a bag of it, right? But I would yeah. assume that the sandblasting media is probably similarly uh, priced to, like, Garnet for, like, a water jet. Probably. It's, uh,
3: it's almost like the same shit, like the same right? thing. Yeah. yeah, it's the
1: same thing. I mean, it's just... I'm sure there's obviously different consistencies and whatever because mm. I think the water jet, it probably needs to be a little cleaner because, yeah. like, if you, if you clog that nozzle... The nozzle is so much smaller, right? The orifice mm. is smaller, but... Um, it's been cool to watch you able to, like, use that space and, like, blast that thing in your shop, you know? Yeah. And, like, you look like you're getting close to the end of doing it. The I mean, cab, it looks like you're yeah. almost done.
3: I got through the, the, the tough part, you know? The biggest surface area is, like, the roof and the, um, the back of the cab, and I got pretty much all of that done, and, you know, I got to just do the doors and the grill and the other little, you know, areas, but whoever put that yellow paint on there that's what's taking so much time and then i just ended up taking one of those like soft pads for a grinder that has the velcro on it that you can put those like mesh sanding discs on and i just used that on a like variable speed grinder just to get rid of a a lot of the bondo and then that thick yellow paint and just as i would like start to see metal like i did not want to dig into the metal at all but like i get most of the paint off with that and then just use the sand blaster and just clean it up perfectly. Um,
1: you think that yellow paint was just a factory filler a filler primer that they put on there? Maybe. Like, just been. like like dip it in like almost like a like a like it's it's almost like dipping something in like resin. But it's so, so like weird. Like a dip just to fill all the little holes, you know, like
3: Yeah. But there was green shit underneath that. So it went like metal, yeah. green, yellow, red, and then well, you know why the yellow paint, you know why it didn't come from the factory? Because where the back of the bed was up against the cab, that didn't have yellow paint on it. Ah,
1: there you go. So
3: someone put some kind of concoction on there that was, like, super house tough. Paint. Yeah, it's probably, like, lead paint, like, from a house. Good. And then there's... I think, it's um... easy. I
1: think it's easy to test for lead paint. might be worth doing. Might yeah. just be worth, like, doing a quick little uh, lead Yeah, paint it's
3: it's not good wait till uh, you're done but
2: but I was gonna say wait till you're done because if if you have lead are you gonna stop
3: I mean yeah I already got most of it and I'd wear a yeah, respirator you... and a full Tyvek suit and gloves and yeah. everything anyway yeah yeah live it up you know what you are you know. supposed to do to protect against like lead that's it a respirator you're right to wear yeah. a respirator
1: yeah. gloves you're not supposed to let it get on your skin
2: yeah. keep it wet if you can but yeah. you know what we use at the pizza parlor for to contain lead Shaving cream. Oh, really? Do you get a lot of
1: lead, like in the pepperonis and stuff? You yeah, get, like lead. Yeah. Lead. Uh... You never had
2: lead pizza? I've had a
1: couple lead pizzas in my yeah. day, in my day.
3: Yeah, that pizza in England was lead pizza. Oh yeah, it sits in your stomach
2: like some a of the lead pizza Bologna. I've eaten
1: in Florida is lead pizza. But, yeah, they can't
3: make pizza mm-hmm. with that swamp water. We've been over this before.
1: Dude, listen. I uh, I had a I had a very uh i had a shocking twist to a florida meal uh in the last oh couple boy. days went to a really nice restaurant uh joe namath's restaurant down in uh jupiter florida it's uh-huh. called beacon fantastic restaurant i've eaten there a bunch of times the food is so good angela and i both got steaks mine looked a little rare but i just you know ate it anyway oh boy. friday morning i woke uh... up and uh I didn't make it I didn't make it very far on Friday, let's put it that way. Uh. I was sick all day, sick to my stomach with food poisoning, just Montezuma's revenge, dying. I had meetings. I had to go to a meeting. I had to drop off a couple of checks. So I literally like I got up at like seven in a cold sweat. Everything (laughs) was evacuated from my body. I was barely like alive. I was barely alive and then I'm like the guy's calling me he's like I'm, I'm waiting for you at the diner like are you coming are you coming so I'm like Angela I'm like I gotta go Ugh. she's like should I come with you I'm like I don't know what you're gonna do if you come with me I'll be right back I'm like if I'm not back in 20 minutes you gotta like call my one. did I she always, get call, sick too yeah. or just you no she didn't we had different we had the same steak but different pieces oh god and um so anyway Yours I guess came to the from diner. the
3: back of the, the...
2: could have yeah. been from anything though could have been from the salad could have been from anything you know,
1: so I, I get, I meet with the guy, I give him the checks. He's like, you don't look so good. I'm like, oh yeah, i just been really busy all morning. I, I gotta go, I gotta get back on the phone. I, Cause I didn't, I don't know, I, don't, I didn't wanna tell you. You wouldn't look good sick.
2: either if you had pants full of shit. Well you know what it was?
1: Dude, it's like this guy's probably like, maybe like five, four. So I'm used to like, kinda of standing up next to him and like, looking di- kind of down towards his eye line. I was so sick. That I was like, kind of like, kind of like, like shrink into yourself. The fetal position. When I was talking to him, I was looking at him like eye to eye, and I was like. All right, I was like, alright, here you go, here, here's the checks I gotta go, I'll <laughs> see you later And I like, shrink back to the car nah. I was four minutes from the hotel And I barely made it back to the hotel It was horrible oh, it was, God. And being sick like that while you're away from home Is like just the worst That's feeling horrible. I
2: just wonder, am I gonna be, have to go home Feeling well, like this? Well, all I
1: kept thinking was like, thank God we don't have to fly home tomorrow That's my like, worst fear All worst I kept thinking worst. was like this might take me because the last time I got sick like that, it took me two or three days to like be able to eat again. Mm. So all I kept thinking was like, Angela was like, should we go home tomorrow? Like, should we just, should we just turn around and go home? I was like, the, no, the
2: last thing I want, I said, to.
1: because I might make it to the airport and then be this sick on the plane. Yeah. And now with COVID, no one would believe me that I had food poisoning. And they'd true. be like, Oh, you're yeah. like dying of COVID. Yeah. You can't come yeah. on the airplane. You got to like stay at yeah. the airport, you know, yeah. like they would have like taken me away. So thank God. uh, Well, maybe not down there. Service. Well, yeah, no, definitely not down here, dude. It is, it is a different world.
3: It doesn't. The COVID is not real.
1: Let me not to get too far into it. I don't want. I don't want to get. I don't want to get political over the COVID. But I'll tell you this: in New York State, you cannot get a rapid test. They're not available. They're on the train tracks. What?
2: We're on the train tracks in California. That's right. <laughs> Dude,
1: everywhere you go, there's a sign on the door. We are sold out of rapid home tests. The first CVS I went to in Florida, I walk in, they have a shopping cart that yeah. says masks 75% off. And I go to the back and there is a <laughs> mountain of COVID tests at the pharmacy. A uh-huh. fucking display mountain like at the Super Bowl when they stack up the beer cans. Right next to the ivermectin. Of rapid yeah. test. I was yeah. like, nobody wants these here not i mean and listen no there isn't a mask in sight and they're doing whatever they're doing but it was uh the food poisoning was not it was not fun
3: That sucks. not
1: good but you know paul i will say this i've eaten at a lot of shitty restaurants and i have not gotten that sick I ate yeah. really nice. You would love this restaurant in Jupiter. Actually, yeah. you should go to it when you're down there because I know you go to West Palm. Yeah, it's it's called Beacon. It's uh it's Joe, Joe Namath owns it, and it's uh it's like a, a chef's table kind of place. And every time I've eaten there, it's been great. But mm. Thursday night, I don't know something was in the salad.
3: My favorite restaurant yeah. down there is called Palm Beach Grill. Palm it's, Beach Grill. Oh, it's so good, and it's just. You know, Bentley's after Rolls Royce's Dude, that's how after Ferrari's, is. you know, all these old Palm Beach, you know, millionaires and billionaires, whoever the hell they are. Mm-hmm. Just the place is just slammed every single night. It's crazy. It's so it's, good.
1: Same thing there. You got every every other car is like a Lamborghini, uh that that SUV. There was a there was a G Wagon with this like I tried to get a photo of it. It had this crazy like iridescent wrap on it where it, it really? wasn't like it was like it looked white, but then as you walked past it, it was like glowing almost. It was crazy. Huh. I never seen anything. Uh, I never th- seen anything like it. When I tried to take a photo, obviously it like just looked like a white truck. That's you know, like crazy. it didn't translate. Yeah, the yeah, photo, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, that was, that was not so good. But I'm I'm back to what you were saying though. I'm excited about your about your car. I'm excited to see. where it kind of comes next of it Yeah. are you just kind of like taking it as it comes or do you have a goal of like I want to be done by the summer or like I'd like to be
3: done by the summer I want to try and get a um a frame soon and then I can start putting all the body panels on it and buy the new body panels that I have to get and then do all Mm -hmm. the body work um, when it's you know because you kind of have to do it when it's assembled you know after I sandblast everything and I have to put the thing back together you know do all the bondo and priming and and then I guess take it back apart again And have it painted And then while that's happening I could do all the mechanical stuff um,
1: Yeah how hard is it to get a frame Do you have to like order it and someone has to fabricate yeah, it Or they, I, like kind of in stock
3: I think that's how it works I think they, they You order it And they You know because there's different Like they change the motor mounts Or they'll add mm. certain things Like some of these websites you could Get just a frame And then you could keep adding options You could get brakes You could get drive shafts you know um, the brake lines plumbed in uh, all sorts of different things um, what else do they have like
1: that's cool the power yeah, steering like rack
3: and pinion stuff like you can get almost all of the drivetrain on the frame you can get them powder coated and different air like air ride suspension like some of you could go nuts you can spend fifteen sixteen thousand dollars on a frame if you wanted mm-hmm. to and yeah. they're like performance frames like these guys just put massive engines on these things you know, yeah. for 450 horsepower 500 horsepower and they put these crazy frames with like lower yeah, suspension the bed. Leave yeah the bed behind at the, at the red light yeah it's just crazy but I'm gonna put that's a cool-o. I guess I'm gonna put a small block Chevy in it even though it's a Ford like a Chevy like 350 yeah. that's like about 300 and a little over 350 horsepower I think like oh, a crate wow. motor. And I'm going to sell all the other... I have three motors that I'm going to sell.
1: That's what I was going to say. And, and is there value in the motors? Like, you think, like... A little bit. they, they got to be worth a couple bucks to somebody that, like... Needs yeah. Them. I don't know. A couple hundred bucks? I don't know. Definitely, I have the, no idea.
3: The one that came out of the truck is worth money because it, it, it runs. It's like a perfectly yeah. running motor. It just... I took yeah. it apart, and I gotta, I'm i going to have Louie just put it back together quickly because I didn't take that much off of it. Yeah, you could put a fuel bladder that. on
1: it, too, and just say, like, you could yeah. show it running. You know, put a... Uh put a, uh, a yeah. gas bag on it i even have a video too
3: um yeah. but yeah i'll sell i just want to get rid of this shit because i have a ton of parts for it this truck went a totally different direction but <laughs> what
1: are you gonna do yeah. well and hopefully uh hopefully soon you'll have uh, another tool that will help yeah, you. yeah yeah so
3: that will be nice already planning yeah. out for that good where i gonna good. put it yeah.
1: Yeah, that'll be exciting, and then that means I get a You get a tool. To tool, yeah. I know. I've been, I've been trying to – so today was, like, the warm day here. It's, like, it's in the 40s. It's going to be really cold this week. So I was, like – I thought maybe I'd have time to come to the shop and, like, get some stuff done and maybe get, like – because the whole thing I'm doing is, like, I'm reorganizing this corner of the shop so that I'm getting rid of a, of a cabinet so that I can move the iron worker down so I can put the power hammer in the corner. Mm-hmm. But, like – there's i'm getting rid of a bunch of shit but until i can actually like get rid of it i don't wanna i don't want to bring anything else in like i want to bring the downdraft table i brought here but until i get rid of the workbench that i'm gonna be like either throwing away or giving away on facebook like i don't want to have all that stuff here it's just gonna make it harder to deal with so i'm like in that you know you're in that weird spot and derek you literally just went through this where you like w- want to organized but you have to get the old stuff out but you got to bring new Mm -hmm. stuff in to get organized it's just like i'm in this like stupid limbo uh point right now but i think when i'm all done the the real big thing that i have to do that i'm not looking forward to just because i know much time it's going to take is i really need to make a new steel rack because right now i just the steel rack i have is like those wooden brackets that i built and like they're anchored to the floor so they're very strong but they're just they're not strong enough for me to trust them with like another thousand pounds worth of steel. So I need to build like a steel, uh, I need to build a new steel rack that's made out of steel that I bought um, and I need to anchor it into the floor and I need to anchor it into the ceiling so it can't like swing off the wall, you know, like I'm going to tie it into the beam on the ceiling and tie it into the concrete. Mm-hmm. But to do that is probably a day of fabricating and then a day of, uh, between fabricating the rack and moving the steel that's there off of the rack moving all my tools like it's a it's a whole day with me and one other person to do this and it's like just something that like if i don't do it soon the steel that i have here is just going to continue to be in the way i just don't know when i'm going to get this time to do this shit you know i just I, it's like so annoying uh, i need to uh like fake my own death and this is like a busy month because like february is already here this weekend uh-huh. I'm hopefully going to be doing something with you, obviously. We're going to yeah. be like, trying to get the power hammer and take care of some other stuff. And then, what, Derek, when do we go to WorkbenchCon? In three
2: weeks? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that when that yeah, is? I think so. it's yeah, it's about three weeks, it's yeah. It's in,
1: uh, it's like the third week of February or something like that. Paul, you're not, are you coming or no? I
3: didn't even know it was, I, I completely forgot about it. Um...
1: It's still happening. I mean, I got a hotel room if you want to split a hotel room
3: maybe i'll come i don't know like i, I got to see what happens with work cuz we have some shit starting up again yeah. but i'd like i'd like to come see everybody like who's going yeah. like the usual suspects the usual
1: crew i mean i think actually i think that eric's coming from canada oh really i think eric's coming Is down, andrew yeah. going
3: andrew's not going right no yeah, I, don't think I, don't. I don't
1: think andrew's going i yeah. would be shocked yeah. if andrew came um he say but he hated i don't know <laughs> he might but you know he what it might is? just to get out he might come just because i think you know, that he knows people in that area that he could go and see while he's there. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So like, he might just come just to hang out and bullshit, but, um, I'm, it starts, it's weird. The schedule, it starts on Thursday night and then goes Friday, Saturday. Hmm. And I don't think it's Sunday at all. So I'm not, but I'm not going Thursday. I'm, I'm going there Friday morning. I'll be there Friday, Saturday and I'm flying back Sunday morning. I'm just trying yeah. to like maximize my time while I'm there. And I'm, trying to minimize the amount of time that i'm away from home because i also have to go to the dominican republic in like a week and a half so it's like i'm going to the dominican i get back i'm home for a week i go to uh atlanta and then i think i'm home for two weeks and then i think i go back somewhere else i think i go back down to the dominican republic first Mm. week of march i don't know busy yeah
2: Lots to do well it's it's tough being a busy guy better busy than bored that's right that's right. I
1: hate having nothing to do, which is why yeah, that never happens.
2: I know. Just, I don't know what that feels like, but you know, it's it's like a double edged sword because time goes by so fast when you're busy, but mm-hmm. then time goes by so fast because you're busy. You know, it's just always you know something going on. You know, yeah.
1: There's always a project,
2: it, and it goes by quick. What have That's you been working on, that? Derek? Now
1: that your now that your sign, one of your signs oh, is God. done. You've a, a mountain yeah. has been. Conquered. The yeah. Derek from Malden uh, summit has been reached. Now, what's next?
2: Yeah. So I went from the big sign to a small little. I guess I can say it. She doesn't listen to this, but a little ring box. Um, one of my daughter's friends. She's um, a big fan of mine, and she's just a big fan of me and my wife. And uh, we've known her and her sister since they were little girls. They're um, Vietnamese immigrants. Their family is that the one who cooks. Uh, she, yeah, yeah, you talking yeah, about and, yeah. And she's getting married, and her boyfriend—I never met him. He's from, I think, DC. He reached out to me, and he said, "You know, we would love for you to be part of our life, and could you make the ring box?" He goes, "It would be, it would make mean so much to us." Oh, and I was cool. really, uh, yeah, I was really touched, you know. And um, her cousin. Like, does little line drawings, kind of like Adam C., like that type stuff. So, she loves sunflowers. So, her cousin drew up this little sunflower, like, bouquet type thing. And I think I'm going to laser that into the bottom of it and stuff. Nice. But it's just, it's kind of just difficult because it's so small. I'm trying to see and see it. They wanted, like, a round one. Then they wanted, like, kind of oval. But, like, with the hinge and everything, it's just. It's just tough to, to work on. And, of course, I'm like, oh, I got time, I got time, I got time. Now it's going to be done by Saturday. And then he's like, then I'm thinking, oh, at least I got, you know, four days or whatever. And now he's like, well, I need it Saturday morning. And I'm like, oh, shit. So now it's going to be done Friday. So, but I have three days, like, solid that I'm going to be home. So I'll have time to do it. And uh, I got a plan down. So I should be good. But that's what I'm working on now. A little ring box.
1: Did you see the one that yeah. I made for my wedding, Derek?
2: Yes. So yes.
1: I did that on the CNC, and then Angela yeah. Woodburned it. And the way that I yeah. did it was I couldn't find the hinges. So she yeah. had bought one, and yeah. it had these really nice little like pin hinges that you just drilled in, and then they folded over on themselves. Mm. Yeah. I couldn't find them to buy them. Dude. So the one she bought, I just ripped it apart, and I stole the hinges out of it. Um, And the way I did it, and I'm sure you've already got a plan, but I just took a block of of walnut and I milled it upside down Mm -hmm. and then flipped it over, cut the top off with the bandsaw, and that was how I made the cavity. And then I I glued a piece of wood to the bottom. So I made the whole thing as one piece. I basically made a cup, basically made a rectangular cup that was like, you know, two inches deep. Mm -hmm. And I had the CNC route the recess in the bottom when I did the path. And then when I was done, I I put it on its side, I cut the top off on the bandsaw, installed the hinges, and then I glued a piece of wood to the bottom to close the bottom. And then for the guts of it where the rings went, the ring box that she had already bought, I stole the uh, foam, you know, the foam uh, little yeah, stuff out of yeah. it. Because yep. Angela wanted to wood burn in the ring box and the one she got was maybe like an inch and a half square. And she thought it was too small for her to do all the stuff that she wanted to do. So she basically said, hey, can you just make it bigger? Mm. So I, I made the interior dimensions the exact same size as the ring box she bought, but the exterior dimensions were, were made bigger. So anyway, I couldn't figure out how to do mm-hmm. one either because I'm like, it's so small. How do you make it it's, like, yeah, efficiently? It's just it difficult. very difficult.
2: So, so Paul from <coughs> Copper Pick Fine Woodworking working, he made this box, and then Keith had burnt it. But this little thing here right? Oh, that's cool. Which was, like, yeah. really cool, because I wanted it to be, like, a little keepsake box yes, yes, after, yeah. yep. but the issue is, my wife, I told her she was nuts, but then I got, like, ten other women's opinions, and I was overruled. Everybody said, you have to open it.
3: Yeah, said, yeah. You can't,
2: you can't pull the top Like off.
3: a teapot. So, yes,
2: yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, the wood I have, this is just a trial thing. This is, um... That's really nice, though. This yeah, yeah. It's... It's uh, it's actually it's like quilted and spalted. Mm-hmm. It's both, and um, I was gonna do something like this. I kind of wanted a domed top, but mm-hmm. I'm I kind of had a problem 3D. Um,
1: you yeah, yeah,
2: just adding, adding uh, Better off just using that, like a slack the, belt that, on a belt grinder. Yeah, well, that's what I think I'm gonna do. So this one I did, and I'm going to save this like worst case scenario. I kind of have something like, and it Mm. may have to be like that. But the one I designed, it's like this, but it's almost going to look like a little bit of a figure eight. I don't think I'm going to do a magnet catch. But when I was cleaning my shop, I found one of these little sauce hinges here. Yeah, that's cool. Little round ones. There you go. So this is going to go here. Yep. And then it's going to flip. You so know? that's
1: basically just a bigger version of the hinges that were on mine. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, when I the ones that I used were like an 8th of an inch in diameter, wow. and to try to Jesus to try to Christ. buy them without yeah. buying a ring well, box was like impossible. I was like, what I, the fuck? Somebody has to sell these things. Yeah. Know? I
2: don't I don't want to name yeah. the store, but one of those woodworking stores that begins with a W, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. had literally no hinges except for two sets I bought them. They were the um were the ones um bloom or Blum,
3: Blum what a yeah, big,
2: but yeah. So Keith Johnson, he goes, "Holy shit! You see the price of those hinges?" So I never even looked. I bought a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think I paid for a hinges? Small hinges, <laughs> they're the <a> solid brass <laughs> 35 ones.
1: Thirty-five bucks,
2: forty-five dollars and and thirty-nine dollars. I returned God. them. I says, "I'm not paying that for hinges." <laughs> so I found this one, mm-hmm. but I was like, "Can you pull this big?" This big that's they are. Crazy. They're beautiful hinges, but I'm like, $45 for a hinge? Yeah. I'm like, that's nuts. And then you but go the- on Etsy,
1: and the, and the ring boxes are
2: $11. Yeah. It's just it's so crazy. So so I think I'm going to try that tomorrow. I'm going to try cutting. And what I'm going to do is I'm mm-hmm. going to cut the bottom. And then I'm gonna cut the top the same way, but just like a, a half inch, yeah. And then you know, just put it together, and hopefully it'll work. And because uh, I'm running out of wood, but this wood's gonna be beautiful. You <laughs> running know? out of
1: wood, you've made like 75 ring boxes. Yeah, took a whole yeah. Tree yeah. And turned yeah. it into ring boxes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so that that's what I'm working on.
1: Nice. Yeah. That the ring box is a tricky, tricky one. It was so funny too because when Angela asked me, she's like. She's like, could you could you just like make, make a ring box, like just make it a little bit bigger than the one we have? I'm like I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course and this was, was like, you know, probably a week before the wedding and oh, then she god. still had to wood burn it.
3: When you're fighting with all the other people, like Dude,
1: oh my god, and this, with the vendors and the fucking caterer and the, the, the
4: tent guy and all these different other things. So it, it wound up working out, but I was gonna make it round and then our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
5: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: And Paul had this sunflower he just happened to engrave. It looks a lot bigger than it is. It's small, yeah. So that was kind of an idea. And then these were, like, I tried just with the laser on, just some acrylic, just to see how they look. So this will be, like, the bottom of it. Yeah. This will be in the bottom or, or like, inside the lid. then I tried, like, a They didn't give me any tried, like, design
1: parameters? They just said make He gave me box. some
2: ideas. 25-year-old kids. So, you know, yeah. they don't know what the hell they want. He's, He's kind of just, like, like wants something. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking, if worst case scenario, I'll just buy one and give it to them. Be like, yeah, this is what I made. Yeah. You know? Should have to pay with so.
3: Bitcoin so you could lose... Fifty percent or hundred percent, whatever the hell yeah. it went down. That's the, the beauty
1: of having the laser. Derek is like there's yeah. so many little things. So I didn't have the laser before the wedding, and there are so many little things that like I never even mentioned being able, like, because there were so many things in my head that I was like, shit. If we had had a laser, I could have done this. I could have like all these little things that Angela like kind of saw online that she wanted. That I was like, yeah, we, we're not doing that because we just didn't have time. But now that you have like the laser, opens up a total huge amount of possibility in terms of like personalizing and customizing shit. It's like, really, I mean, it's crazy if they weren't so expensive and eventually when they're, you know, when obviously everything like in that world kind of becomes really pedestrianly cheap when they're like really, really cheap. I feel like every house will have them. Like every little kid will have like a notebook that has their name like lasered in it. You know what I mean? Cause like, yep. like, I mean, I made, I made these, because I was going to put them on, like, uh, I had a shirt that had a logo on the chest that I didn't want to show. So I made, like, a little leather tag that just, like, will go over that logo. And I just glue it to my shirt, you know? And, like, takes, like, two seconds. You know, it's it's great. God bless the laser. You know, it's like you're a CNC plasma table, Paul. It's yeah. like, how'd you ever live without it?
3: It is really nice. I have you everything. been have
1: you guys been using that a lot? I feel like I haven't oh, seen any yeah. plasma stories lately. I got
3: I got to remember to just upload stuff, but I was just cutting parts on it uh, for a job yesterday. Nice. Um it's it's just it's great to have. It's such a useful tool. Oh my god.
1: Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's like
3: it opens up so many doors for
1: Dude, think about how many steel shops don't have one. It blows my mind. How I'm many like how old school not... steel shops? Yeah. They don't have an iron
3: worker and they don't yeah. have a
1: plasma table. And they just have guys drilling holes in like, it's plates. It's so
3: crazy. It's so nuts.
1: And they've been doing that way for 40
2: years, 50 Dude, years. And they're yeah. Just... That's it. It's fun. I was I was just in a sign shop. No laser, no CNC. Wow. I'm like, hmm? The laser, I both of those on my seem car. like a necessity for Oh, um, my God. I know. I know. The
1: laser. So I'm working on a, a, like a semi-secret project um, where I want to want to take something that our friend makes and turn it into something else, and I drew it on the computer. Um, we'll talk about it in the after show. And I was like, oh, like I want to make sure that this shape is going to work, like this thing that I'm designing. So I drew it on the computer. I put it right from SketchUp right into the laser program. I cut it out of 8th inch wood to make sure that it, like, fit in my hand right and, like, looked good and, you know, and three minutes to cut the parts you know uh-huh. and they're laser precision I mean the circles that I have on this drawing are like less than a sixteenth of an inch from each other Wow and they don't touch you know what I mean like it's it's uh it's as thin as a like a you know what's the curve on the laser Derek it's like a thick as like a human uh, hair
2: yeah it's so oh, small wow. I didn't know it's time it's, it's, ty- it's yeah it is amazing it's crazy
1: too paul because like you like me like you know of a plasma table and how how big the kerf is on that yeah so like if you ever like next when you're at my shop like we'll cut something on the laser it's so different when you don't think about the kerf at all because mm. the laser is literally like the parts can like click back together that's wow. how tight they are that's cool and like in this in this part that I was making, it had like a like kind of a hinge on it, and it's just it's perfect. And when you get used to using either a CNC router or even a water jet or a plasma table, you get used to there being a kerf. You just expect it. Mm-hmm. But to have there be nothing is like just kind of a it's a weird thing. I don't know. It's a it's a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's very cool. I have the and the fiber laser too. You'll have to uh, I don't know bring bring your spud wrench down. We'll put a uh, fanworks yeah. <laughs> logo in it
3: that'd be cool
1: you know anything when you yeah. uh when you actually when you finish your truck we should make a cool like badge for the truck oh, you know we should like fiber laser like cool. a cool like, just, like something. yeah like something that we could put like on the bed or yeah. like something that we could like you could rivet on that, that would, be would cool. just like or even even for your current truck like a cool like badge for the side of the bed just to say like I don't know, whatever, like almost like a builder's badge. Like, cause yeah. you, you fabricated that whole bed and yeah, it has your name in it, but
2: no, you know, have, what's his name? Uh, Tom Utley. Oh yeah.
1: Do you like an, make him make it like
2: brass one. Yeah, oh. That would be really yeah. cool. That All would right. be real, real cool. But, like,
1: I don't know. I because I, I think about the bed on your truck and like people probably like look at the bed and think like, oh yeah. Like he had his name put on it, you know, but you fabricated mm. that whole thing from scratch. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. That's such a, it's such, like, a testament to, like, the work you guys are capable of doing. I don't know. I feel like that's, that's cool.
3: Yeah, it's, it, it is nice to have, like, because I literally see a bunch of Elder Steel guys, like, always on 95, and they're always in the shittiest, like, clapped-out piece-of-shit trucks mm-hmm. with, like, ang- like, the racks are made out of, like, whatever they had laying around. Like, they just look yeah, so, it's all, like... It's like, angle on the side. It's angle, like. yeah. Or, like, the rack will be yeah. at an angle, and they, like, just spray it with like shop primers like, like yeah. they don't give a shit so it is kind of nice like especially if you're dealing with like higher-end clients that you show up in something that looks like professional and mm-hmm. you know you know well made
1: dude look at this thing i saw in florida i'd never seen this before derek you may have seen something like this at the pizza the is that? that's an electrical truck look how that's all their plastic conduit oh my yeah, God. yeah
2: yeah yeah on
1: the outside
2: of the truck we, I've seen uh, people put they, ladders up here. They like do that. a tele- telephone poles. Yeah, up here. you ever seen put the telephone poles on them? Yeah, but they put them on the roof. Not on a
3: panel truck. Or like not, that. Not, not a panel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Electrical
2: yeah. truck. It's yeah, yeah. Out past the front, yeah, yeah, and the I, back. I, yeah. That's it's crazy. The, he's, joust, he's jousting.
1: Dude, I was like, it's one thing to have like shits. That's out probably out back, too wide. I
3: because I think those panel trucks are there are the maximum allowable width by DOT. I'm um, sure, and it's probably two, which is like what eight foot six. That thing's sticking yeah. out another ten inches,
1: and it's and it's like hanging out there, like yeah. it'll clip like a mirror, you know, like it was just like, oh. But speaking Florida. of clipping,
3: cl- speaking of clipping things, can we talk about how the guy clipped the whole? Oh yes, side of my building, it was crazy. He just ripped the whole side of the garage door right off the building. Like, it was nuts. Did you know
1: this? Did you know this driver? It was, like, a different guy? No, no, no. This is, like,
3: a good driver that, like, is always... He's, like, you know, an old-timer. Like, you know, he looks like he's probably driven for 30 years. He's just been driving. he just... Yeah. He uh, I don't know. Everything went smooth. And he goes to pull out. And I'm, like, behind the trailer. Because I'm, like... This is tight. Like, I was watching what he was doing. I'm, like, something... Mm -hmm. And then... So he goes to pull out and take a right out of my door and then he stops because he was gonna like hit the dumpster. Oh. And then he backs up a little bit and then goes forward again and the whole back end of the trailer just, you know, caught the edge where the track is and ripped the track, the like column that's it's like a channel that, that makes up the side of the door, the cinder blocks, like uh. the, the channel that goes horizontally into the I beam. That was like three feet away, and just ripped the whole thing off. And he didn't even know, like he didn't even feel it. That's how yeah. heavy. Well, you know, the truck's loaded with a ton of steel. Thing probably yeah. weighs seventy thousand pounds. It's like he didn't even feel anything.
1: Oh, that and,
3: sucks. But we, you know, Fred. Fred fixed Shirt it. it up. Yeah, Fred and Louis. But and um, Fred
1: is back, huh? He's like he's there all the time now. He's
3: well, well, <laughs> he hasn't. The other day, he didn't come. He just vanished again. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, well, he'll be, he'll be back soon. Um, we'll see. We got, we got so the office and some things to do with him. So... But, um... I don't know. Yeah,
1: There's uh. So, are you guys... Have you been doing a lot of, like... You finished that job with the railing, so yeah. what's next? You guys well, doing... You got big big steel delivered. Are you guys putting up, like, another building, or...?
3: Um, we have... That work to do in that bank building, um, which there's, like, steel. It's an existing building, and they're putting in steel throughout the entire thing. A lot of it, most of it, is to hold up, like, uh, either hold up floors, because they cut holes in the floors to run, like, duct work through, all the Mm -hmm. way from the roof, which we're putting a bunch of dunnage on for all the um, AC units and stuff. And then it goes right through all three floors into the basement, and then we're you know we basically cut they cut holes all the way through the building to the basement we had to put up steel to support that because they cut through beams um, and then there's more steel work that we're putting on the other side of the basement to hold up something that I think the bank is putting in like a different vault and so we have mm. to go into the basement and put beams and columns up to hold up all that extra added weight um, on the floor and then we have a bunch of other new jobs starting up soon I have more stuff to do up in kent i I have more stuff to do i think probably in my where i was doing that railing job because they they added a couple extra things and to be honest with you when i when they have their inspection i think they're gonna be required to put some more railings in because they like have these stretches like a 20 foot stretch where it's like a four foot drop off the patio Uh and they didn't put railings there and I'm like, what are you going to do to that? Can get away with and it? And they're like, well, <laughs> we're going to put big planters there. I'm like, well, maybe if the planters were, like, permanent. But if you're yeah. just going to, like, put stuff there, I don't think it's going to fly. <laughs> like... Yeah.
1: It's crazy. The uh, the restaurant um, that my friend Chelsea's opening, she has those bifold doors. Like, it's like the door, like, it, it looks like a, like a wall, and then it, mm. it all stacks onto itself. So the whole front of the restaurant is a bifold door. And... There's maybe like a foot from the, from the restaurant floor to the sidewalk, but because of the way the code reads and because of the way you could walk straight out the front of the restaurant, mm. technically she needs to have a railing there, Ugh. but because of the way the doors stack, she can't have a railing because the doors go oh. from being flat and they to open being sideways. Wide. So the only way we could do a railing is if the railing protruded off the building but then you would obstruct the sidewalk. Can so, she put another?
3: Oh, you can't put a step.
1: No, and you can't. You can't put a step because of the sidewalk. And we couldn't raise the sidewalk because the the uh, water main pit was set in the existing sidewalk. Oh, God. So what she had to do was she's going to wind up putting like a bar there. But what she wound up having to do was for inspection had to build this stupid ass knee wall that blocks the entire fucking bifold door and then you know whatever happens yeah
3: maybe future, disappears, it disappears you never know
1: exactly but i'm like I, I walk in i'm like what is this fucking knee wall and i'm talking to the contractor and he's like as soon as i looked at it he you could tell he was already like shaking his head he's like yeah. oh, dude and we started talking about it he's like oh she's like so annoying i'm like yeah dude that's terrible like every inspector hates hate seeing that different
3: too of course. Like, of you, course. You, you do a one railing in one house in a passage. You do the same exact thing in another town. They say there's a problem with it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it just depends.
1: Yep. Oh, it's it's totally subjective. It's totally subjective. And that's what I was saying to her, too, because she's got her uh, her board of health inspection coming up so that she can finally open. And, and, like, I've, you know, talked to a bunch of different restaurant operators, and when I was doing my, um, when I was doing my, cafeteria in new jersey and it's like you know it depends on the mood that the health inspector's in that day you know like it depends on what they want to look at and what they don't want to look at you know and like well there is obviously they're held to a certain standard and they are gonna you know look for certain things but like at the very at the same time you know it's just a person you know a person's a person they can be having a good day or a bad day and they can kind of attack <laughs> as uh, as needed so i don't know i mean i'm looking forward to her being done with it but little that kind of shit like railings and heights and
2: yeah i, I told you we had a, um issue we were working in a restaurant one time and they specialized in all fresh food and they didn't give them a permit because oh, they didn't yeah. have a freezer and it was like the craziest thing mm-hmm. i'm like the guy's like you gotta have a freezer Yep. and he's like we don't freeze anything that's our whole thing everything's yeah. fresh he's like you still gotta have one yep. he's like we don't freeze anything. Like, it was so weird. It was like, but the guy was admin. Wouldn't yep. give him the, the license or the permit. Yeah, we got elevator. hit
1: at my cafe in New Jersey because our hot water didn't get to the right temperature in the right amount of time.
2: Well, so our well, hot water
1: well, circulator pumps weren't big enough. Yeah, so what yeah. they do is they turn on the hot water and they wait with a temperature probe, like a little, like, thermometer under the water. And they have their watch. And they, if the water doesn't get to, like whatever it is it has to get to like 100 degrees in like 20 seconds or something like that and yeah. it didn't make it and it didn't it took way longer than it was supposed to like three minutes because like Holy it's a big shit. building whatever it is it's a big building yeah, yeah, it's old, yeah. whatever whatever the circumstances yeah. were but it was mm-hmm. enough where the only way we could pass was to you now out totally out of the blue budget's done everything's you know we're done with the job now we got to go put in like a supplementary a circulator pump on the hot water system because yeah. circulator pumps can't catch up it's like God it's
2: funny uh yesterday i was in the supermarket and the town's um weights and measures guy was in there he had a cot with them with his own little scale oh he was grabbing stuff all over the place i was like wow that's amazing like you i mean i know they do that but you're like really you know but this guy is going through the whole store weighing all this shit you know wow. checking the scales making sure everything was yeah, accurate making sure nobody's paying extra that for that good? cantaloupe you know yeah yeah that's right that's, that's you got to right. go up
1: to that guy bill tell him listen you're doing the lord's work here we appreciate it yeah, thank, you. You. thank
2: you talk about
1: talk <laughs> about a thankless job nobody's going through being like you know what sir thank you so much for making sure that our supermarkets are honest yeah totally thankless
2: yeah yeah, yeah exactly
3: exactly any type of inspector. I yeah. mean, who the hell that wants was. to be an inspector?
1: No, the only time that anyone gives a shit about the inspectors is after the building collapses, and they go, see, the inspectors told these people that they needed to, f- like, Surfside. When Surfside collapsed, that building mm, in Florida, yeah, how many yeah. inspectors had told them that that building was not, like, sufficient, yeah. you know? And they you still didn't do anything about it. Mm. No, yeah, that's that's a fucking thankless job, building inspector. Oh, yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for making sure that my, my, my building is properly insulated. <laughs> I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for that citation because I decided to add an extra skylight and I didn't have it on my drawings. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have an inspector in Seacliff that was so tough that he mm-hmm. had been sued by multiple homeowners for sneaking onto their property trying to find... Jesus Christ. Yeah. He would try yeah. to find things that he oh, what yeah. so I was going to say, that's the
2: problem that's with them. Crazy. They yep. get big egos. You mm-hmm. know, They want to control everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I... He got sued. He. Well, the thing is, when he would get sued, the village would get sued, in because he was an employee, they would have to cover his legal fees. They're like, Craig,
3: you can, can you take it easy with the inspections? Yeah, seriously, oh to my the point God. where they're like,
1: we, just, we can't afford to have you. Yeah. Like, we just can't do this. But it was so funny because I sat on a board, and... We'd be talking like so like now things are a little bit different, but like I'd be sitting and someone would come up and they'd say, oh, so, you know, this is this house and I want to put in this door or this skylight. And the inspector would be sitting off to the side and he would go he would like kind of just like kind of pop his head up and he'd go. So, wait a second, you want to put in that skylight. That's interesting, because when I saw your application for this skylight, I drove by your house and I noticed that that skylight already exists. And then the person would be like, uh, cause like, you know, we don't, I don't go around inspecting houses. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the homeowner would get all clammed up like, uh, well, um, uh, uh, you know, the general contractor that I hired told me that I didn't need a permit. And then he'd, you know, then that's it. Once you start making excuses, then he'd start tearing them apart. Uh, you know, he would be like, oh, you didn't think to ask the building department if you needed a permit? You
2: thought to ask mm-hmm. the general contractor? Yeah, it's like, it's just a know.
3: failed builder. And so he became yeah. an inspector.
2: Yeah, I, t- I yeah. tell you, a, a lot of them I dealt with though they they were good guys. You know, a lot of them like if you get a good one, they're very helpful mm-hmm. too. You know, they you know they they do get a horrible rap. Yep, but you know, I was doing a job one time, and they're like, "Oh, you don't have to do that. You can do it this way." And. And, you know, they'll even tell you, like, we really don't like it that way, yep. but, you know, it's a little bit cheaper. So they are pretty good, you know, yeah. if you don't get Dep- a total asshole one. Yeah. yeah, it's just like everything else, you know. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. Like, so the building that I built that, that we renovated in New Jersey, right, like huge commercial building, 600,000 square feet. The head of the building department was like one of the nicest, It was easily the best building inspector that I've ever dealt with, where he would walk through the job with me knowing that I represented the owner. Knowing that, like, anything that was wrong in the building wasn't directly my fault or anybody's, like, no one personally did anything to, like, dissu- like uh, mislead him, right? Mm. So him and I would walk through the building, and he'd see a violation, and instead of, like, keeping it to himself and then writing me a citation afterwards, he'd stop me. He'd be like, Chris, he'd be like, look at that, like, fire door. You know, like, you ever seen fire doors that when there's a fire, they're supposed to automatically yeah, shut? Automatically shows, yeah, automatically shut. He'd be like, you see that fire door? He's like, tell me what you think about that fire door. And I'd look at it, and there'd be a garbage pail in front of it or, like, a conduit yeah. on the ground in front of it. He'd be like, so that conduit on the ground, if there's a fire, that door's not going to shut. He's like, so that's, yeah. he goes, that's a totally, like, it's a wasted wasted piece of safety equipment right there. And I'd be like, that's a great point. So, you know, we rectify it. Or he'd walk around, and he'd pick up a fire extinguisher that would be using to, like, prop open a door. He'd be like, this fire extinguisher isn't up to date. And I'd say, well, yeah, we just have extras, so we keep them around. He'd say, no, you can't, because what if there's a Mm -hmm. fire and someone runs over, grabs that fire extinguisher, and it doesn't work? He's like, if it's not up to date, get rid of it. He's like, don't use it at all. And um, he made a point to, like, add these little, like, teaching moments anytime he saw something that was a violation when he easily could have just walked through the building, taken notes, and then hit me with, like, 25 fines. But that's you know, the, the right
2: thing to do of you know course. that's the right thing to do to show you because that's what you know a lot of people don't realize like they think a lot of stuff is crazy and it's over the top but then when something happens yep and somebody gets hurt or killed or something like that yep. you're like oh that's why it's like that you 100%. know and, and you know and that's what the shame is like most safety rules somebody had to die to make that rule you know what i yep. mean like you know shoring up sites and You know, stuff like that, but... um, Yeah, but OSHA's
3: so crooked with some of the shit that they did. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what happens. Like, here's, here's like, the main thing. It's, like, shouldn't the system be, you know, OSHA comes and inspects, and they give you a list of violations, and they should say, oh, you have 30 days to fix these, and if you don't, then you're going to get fined. They just hit you with fines right off the bat. And then they'll, even, like, my dad was telling me, they hit you with so much crazy fines, and then you end up negotiating with them like, mm-hmm. like, cause you'll be like, this, these are insane. I'm not paying these. And then like, cause they don't want to get into a lawsuit. And like, so then they yeah. just like start negotiating things and like getting rid of things. And it's like, wh- what's the object here? It's not for safety. Right. Yeah. It's just to make money. When the
1: negotiating starts, that's how you know yeah. it's not like It's just like right, insane.
3: You know? There's some right. stuff so, that are like, just totally before. unavoidable. We, it's like, if you have, have a, thing... a, a shop with 50 guys working in it and you know, they Nick, uh, Extension cord on a grinder, or they take the guard off, and you don't know because they they don't want to use the guard. It's like, and they find you two grand, yep. a grinder or whatever. Yeah, but it's just see, insane. that's the
2: thing. I mean, Verizon, Horizon has this uh, new Horizon. Yeah, we, we, that's yeah, the name yeah. Of the Pizza place, right? We we have this book that's every everything you do is in this book, and if you do it according to that, you can't get hurt. You know, like that's like yeah. their logic. Yep. But it's like I, I've told it before. We had an incident where. A th- incident happened and some people got killed not employees but because of something that happened and OSHA was out there and watched us and we were fined hundreds of thousands of dollars in, Ver- in Verizon I'll say it had to um, you know like revamp their whole safety system and the way we take our safety courses because um, you know it was um, you know because of what happened like that was part of the negotiation you know so it, you know obviously they want get money taken off but it benefited them in the end you know but it's like that that was like classic whenever you got hurt you got a suspension because every accident according to them was avoidable but i know what mm-hmm. you're saying you know one of my buddies own property in and in, in summerville in cambridge and like that's a he would get fined for the trash barrels having the lids off he's like my tenants do it they're like well buy barrels that have lids that don't come off you know like that's like the the logic but um I wanted to tell this two things real quick before we wrap up because it is getting a little late. But, uh, Chris, last week I sent you the picture of that bridge.
1: Yes. And remember the bridge? Yeah. Didn't you say it was like a foot too short or something like yeah,
2: that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, two guys got fired. They lifted it up with a guy on it, a car. No. It's a bridge. Yes. I'll, we can pose it, it like a Wait,
1: Like a person? Like a pedestrian? A,
2: a, a vehicle. A car. But like, they didn't not, see it.
1: Oh my God.
2: Yes. What is it? It's a drawbridge? Bridge? No, it like lifts lift straight bridge. up. Yeah, yeah. It lifts straight like a up. Oh my but, God. Yeah. They built this bridge off site. You <laughs> guys probably the like, what the, the hell going store. on? <laughs> and, and, it, and it was like a foot short, Paul. Like the whole time they were building it, it was like this joke. They built it off site, like in a parking lot next door and brought it in. It oh was my short. God. And it wasn't like they could just weld plate on the end. They had to like <laughs> redo it. But, um, but yeah, I was showing Chris I was working there, and uh, and yes, two, like two days ago it happened. And yesterday they fired the two workers. They picked this thing straight up, and um, and what's it called? They, um, they 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 the guy didn't get hurt or anything, but he was, uh, you know, he he got lifted straight up. It was on the news and everything. But um, hold on one second, see if I could find a picture of it real quick for Paul. But it's um. But it's crazy. But with you know every every week we're mentioning <laughs> Whistling Diesel. That those are the oh yeah that they I see bridges on. like that yeah yeah yeah. We've always mentioned Whistling Diesel. Have you guys watched his buddy Cletus yeah. Cletus McFarland? Yeah. Like yeah yeah he's pretty yeah, funny yeah
1: he's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> but um, I wanted to mention something something that kind of was weird that had happened. I don't know if you followed my stories over the weekend when Keith was here, but a couple people had asked me what happened. So me and keith were talking about um just bullshit right and they started talking about watches and about watching watch videos Uh. so he's like oh yeah yeah i watch them too so he um he opens up his instagram or i did and there's a watch ad on it right so like oh my god like look at they listen you know Mm it's what we're doing you know so I sit, we sit down to eat, and we're talking, and I says, hey, I'm watching, and this kid can be my pick of the week, uh, Sawyer Designs. So I says, Keith, do you watch this kid, Sawyer Designs? He's, he makes these unbelievable things, great videos, blah, blah, blah. So um, he's like, no, no. I says, let me bring him up. We'll check him out, right? So he sits down. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, talk about Instagram, listening to us. He goes, I have a message from Sawyer Designs, but it's like spam. It says, hey, I made a video for you. So he deletes it thinking like kind of weird, uh-huh. like who would send a message like that? Yeah. So I go, oh, I found the kid's site. It's uh, his YouTube. I put it on. Friggin' Keith comes up on his video talking. He did a video for Keith. Keith was having a problem with his planer. Oh. This, kid, this kid had the same planer made a video and inserted Keith's video into his video. So we put on this kid's video and not, so Keith thinks like jokingly, we mentioned the kid and he shows up on Keith's phone and then we watch his video and Keith showed up on his video. We're like, what the hell is going on here? It was so funny. So I I, I took a video of it and and tagged the kid and he's seen it. And he's like, oh my God, I never thought in a million years he would have seen it. And it just, we were texting back and forth. But so weird, though. You know, the kid sent him a message. I made you a video. Mm -hmm. And he deleted it. Because he thought the kid, it was like, his account was hacked. Of
1: course, you would just delete that. Like, this can't be real.
2: I made you a video. It's like, and it's in the, like, the hidden folder Mm -hmm. there on Instagram, but... Yeah, it was just funny. But this kid he does he's a very talented woodworker, makes some beautiful things. Yeah, I'm but, looking uh, at uh so, so I'm I'm looking designs. At some of his stuff.
1: He this yeah. um, bistro table that he made is really cool. It looks like yeah. um, almost like a gramophone, like a record player, yeah.
2: Like the, yes. sock yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, really cool stuff, yeah. Sawyer so designs. Sawyer
1: designs. That's your pick of the week.
2: Yeah. yeah, that'll be my pick of the week too.
1: What do you got, Paul? Yeah, got shit. anything good? What have you been watching?
3: Um I don't even know.
1: Get I've been down, I've been going I've been, I've been going real deep into the World War II history videos. Still. I, know you I like really um, I can't stop. I can't stop. Every every like I watch every uh like hand recount of World War II that I can find now. I just watch them all. And wow. the other day I was watching one um where was it now? I'm trying to find it. I get sucked into these, like, holes of these videos with these guys. And I'm always, like, upset that they're not longer. Like, uh, this guy, um, uh, I can't remember his name now, but he does these things called Veteran Chronicles, and it's like a radio program, and they're made to be short so that they're easy to listen to. They're, like, I think they're, like, 16 minutes long. But some of these guys' stories are, like, just so insane that you're like i want i could listen to this guy talk for as long as he wanted to talk about it you know like as long yeah. as this guy wanted to talk about like you know d-day i would listen um and uh this one i'll i put he was a, a paratrooper um and my i keep asking my mom to look it up and she hasn't given me the information because my grandpa was a paratrooper in the war and he survived the war and whatever he never talked about it um, mm. So I really want, I really want, um, you know, to know what unit that my grandpa was in and, like, try to learn about that stuff. And my mom keeps telling me she's going to look it up, but she doesn't. So mom, who I know is not listening, give me the goddamn information, please. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that everybody should listen to some of these because some of them are yeah. just so insane. And, like, the stories of, like, the way they enlisted is the craziest part. Some of them, some of the stories of the enlisting process are, are, are so insane of these kids who are 16 or 15, 16 years old who are, like, forging documents so they can join the army, so they can go to Germany and they can fight the Nazis. You know, like, it's just a different, I don't know, just a different generation of people. And uh, the other one I'll talk about is I was watching, this one is, was more, like, staged like a documentary, but it was about these, this, like, group of elite Canadian snipers and, like, going behind enemy lines and capturing German officers and interrogating them and just the craziest shit. I don't know. It's it's a really uh, – it's an amazing piece of history. I feel like we're very lucky to be able to, like, have the access to – or we had. I mean, most of them are dead now. I think most World War II veterans have died at this point. But, like, to be able to have, yeah. like, a recorded documentation of them, not just, like, mm. written history, you know, yeah, um, is uh, is something that's, you know, that doesn't mm. exist for any other major conflict like this. You know, like World yeah. War One, there is some account of, but like World War Two, it's so heavily documented.
3: Yep. Well, it's nice that you're telling us about that, right? As World War Three is about to start.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a whole other thing. I know. I was reading about that and watching about that too. I don't know. Well, well Derek, what do you base, what do you think
3: but... if me and Max have to go like, get drafted? I, it's, it's,
2: he's not going anywhere. <laughs> they, they, they they would. We send can't him bring home in the garbage so, pails. They you think they home. say we don't need you? Se- they, they would send him home so fast. It <laughs> just it'd just be like we can't take this. But nobody's getting drafted. Don't worry about it. I remember yeah. when I was a kid, we were going to war with Russia. You know. It yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But hope to God it doesn't.
1: Right.
3: Happen. Yeah.
1: So what have you been watching, Paul? Been um,
3: I've watched some cooking videos I think I've already mentioned this series Before but I watching the, the Ryan Sickler Who's a comedian did this whole like 10-12 part series of podcasts On Joey Diaz about his life And I've been watching that again because it's just so Funny it's so insane That's it's what I've on, been watching uh, It's like on Joey today. Diaz's podcast or on It's YouTube? on this guy Ryan Sickler's podcast Called like okay. Honeydew And he He does um like he, they literally start when he was born and go all the way up to like present day, like his whole life, and he memorizes every single detail. Like he'll just hit, like hit you with dates, like like February. From his set, own life. From his own life, he be like February thirteenth, seventy nine. I went to this, <laughs> like this uh, Super Bowl party, like just crazy shit. Like I don't know. He's got such a crazy memory, but he's, he's you know the stories are absolutely insane. Um, but I've just been watching that. So funny
1: is it is it on how do i find it because i'm trying just go to, on I youtube to it. i see i see, oh it's on youtube okay Yeah. Right just there. go
3: to like joey diaz okay. ryan sickler part one or part two and you could just start watching
1: them okay got it got it yeah because i, I mean, found his um i found his um uh his podcast but i i didn't see it All right, yeah honeydew podcast number 38 oh honeydew podcast joey diaz part two Found part two. I'll have to find part one. That's pretty good. Alright, I'll have to listen to this. I've been getting a lot of uh, really funny... Getting a lot of really funny... Um, Comedian, like, stand-up stuff popping up on Instagram. Like, more yeah. and more. Which ones? Um, these, like, and these guys, and some of them are names that you've said before, but I've yeah. never looked up. And some of them are so hysterical. Like Chris the Stefano. Oh, he's so is funny. That, like, I can't shut my phone and let Instagram play in the background. I just let them like go all day. Cause like sometimes YouTube doesn't really, sometimes YouTube goes off on a tangent and I just want to listen to like, you know, dumb bullshit sometimes. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, this is a good one. I'll have to put this one in there. Um, what's it called? The honeydew? Honeydew. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about does it for this week's episode of the handmade podcast. That's it? You got nothing to say, Derek?
2: Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
5: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from.